Scarpins Audio. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Eddie Pepitone returns. He was on, I don't know, a few years ago, early in the podcast, and he's back. He's got a great new special that I just watched called For the Masses, and I've always liked talking to Eddie. Smart guy. A little older than me, which is good. Almost everyone is younger than me, so it's nice to talk to some, someone who's older than me. Although, I don't know why I'm bringing age in, because that didn't come up once during the episode, but... uh I don't think it's bad that I said he's a little older than me. I don't. I, maybe it is bad, but I, I think he'll forgive me. August 11th, I'm doing a virtual crowd work show. Go to NowhereComedy.com. It's August 11th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. I just do crowd work. We've done, I think, three of them, and they're, they're pretty fun. And it's something to do, right? And uh, Todd Barry Podcast t-shirts are available. And mugs, I believe at uh, toddberry.com slash shirts. We'll be right back with Eddie Pepitone. Hey, Eddie, what's going on, man? Hey, brother, Todd. What's happening? I'm excited that you uh, we were testing the mic and you were eating pretzel crisps, because that's <laughs> I want to yeah. hear those echoing through my headphones. Yeah, um... I have discovered I'm a late bloomer as far as uh, some of the snack foods that people have been having for a long time. And I just love the uh, texture of them, how thin they are and how salty they are. A lot of people are afraid of salt. And I'm at the age where I guess I should be. And my doctor has warned me about it. And these pretzel crisps, man, they're just filled. They're just covered in salt. And I, I don't find any... A detrimental, you know, I feel fine after eating them. And I, Do you have I high don't blood know pressure? What, the last time I had it checked, let's see, I've had my blood work done. Let's see, Kennedy got shot in <laughs> 63. No, uh, the last time I had my, my, my blood pressure checked, it was a little high, which is weird because it had been good uh, for a long time, for a few years. So I don't know what the fuck I did. Um, I got to blame the know. pretzel crisps. <laughs> I mean, you, you laid Holy that shit. out there. You pretty much, you pretty much laid out. The, you said, "I just started eating pretzel crisps, and my blood pressure just went up. They're so salty." <laughs> Listen yeah. to me. I'm like a little, I'm a little cardiologist. Man. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have a way of cutting through nonsense. You have yeah, a way a, of cutting through people's bullshit. Yeah, comedians, man. We fucking see shit and we fucking dissect it and make you feel like shit. We're, we're truth tellers um, where we expose the darkness to the light and thereby heal people. Uh, yeah, we alchemize. I think you'll agree with me here, Todd. We alchemize pain into joy. We alchemize, comedians, alchemize pain into joy. We take pain and we turn it into joy. Who's, but who, do you, I know, I can't tell if you're joking or not, but I mean, that, that, yeah, you probably yeah. are, because you would, I don't think you would say we alchemize pain if you were serious. But uh, <laughs> we turn it, 
We turned it into golden laughs, right? Well, you know, you know when you do um, interviews for magazines and stuff, uh, you know, podcasts, whatever, sometimes I try to think of clever ways of saying things, and that was one of the lines I came up with, and, you know, it's, it's gotten me a, a lot of play, that alchemized line. I've thought of doing that for like, just think of your one answer for the the shitty question that you get every time you're interviewed. Like, what can we expect from your show? Uh, which is the worst one? What can we expect from your show? And uh, oh, I'm sorry, my mail program is on, but uh, it's a podcast. I could be sloppy here. Let me quit it. Yeah, like what you're, can you? I, I just do backflips and uh, it's just it's a series of backflips and then a couple of jokes. I hate I hate to question. Uh, you know what? What got you into comedy? What got you into comedy? Who are your favorite comedians? Shit like yeah. that. You know, I always mention you and um, <laughs> uh, somebody else. I forget. I think prior another alchemist, a different <laughs> alchemist. Yeah, I uh, I watched your special, Eddie. I I watched it, most of it today. Most of it. That's cool. I watched it in uh, chunks. I did watch it in chunks. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, were you were you like did you did you have things interrupting you like why chunks I, why not watch it all the way through? It's uh, not it that draining. long. It's in a, was, it was draining. It was draining me. No, I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I watched like oh, I think I watched like two episodes of Bosch and then started watching it. And by then I was just like, oh, I'm kind of like at that point where like I know I should be going to bed, but I'm, I want to watch this. And then I said, I could, <laughs> and also a comedy special you can watch in chunks. I hope you, didn't, you weren't insulted by that. It was Absolutely really good. Not. Absolutely not. You liked it. Yeah, I thought it was great. And also, it fucking Thank looked you. great, man. Thanks, man. That's uh, that's my man, Steve and uh, Graham Willoughby. Uh, Steve Fine Arts and Graham Willoughby, who... Uh, I know. I haven't seen Graham. I've talked about oh, I used to know Graham yeah. in New York. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Graham's like, uh, what do they call that? Emmy winner? Yeah, <laughs> uh, for you know, he's supposed to be—he's really good, and uh, yeah, you know, good. We, we, yeah, man, it, it really—it was at the Dynasty typewriter yeah. in L.A., which is a, it's a good nice it old felt, theater. It felt like big enough for a special, but not like one of those where they're trying to make you razzle dazzly with sweeping shots. Oh and, God, yeah. Well, I'm not a razzle dazzle guy. I'm I'm a guy who grew up <laughs> in a very. <laughs> Loveless household. You you don't want a guy who's who has who's been not loved properly in a razzle dazzle environment. You know you need him in a in a gritty kind of thing. with all those with all those books stacked up, man. You, you have what a do you think of the book idea? Well, I I, I was going to make fun of you for it because <laughs> you're one of those people. It, it seems like you need to let people know that you read books. <laughs> You're kind of like, hey, I here I am at a bookstore. Here's another picture of me at a bookstore. Oh, yeah. Mr. Books. Yes, yes. And the funny thing about that is, is that I am one of those guys who knows the value of reading. But when push comes to shove, I, I'm, I don't read a lot. Yeah, me, I read, but not as much as I yeah. Like I go to a bookstore and I go, oh my god, I love bookstores. Look at the covers, and then I do love bookstores. Do you use a Kindle? I find a Kindle is made. I me do read more because I can jack up the its font size. <laughs> I, I, uh, 
Yeah, well, you know, you should try Reading Glass because they're terrific. <laughs> and they come in all kinds of uh, styles. Um, I have a Christian Dior, I think it is, Christian Dior Reading Glass selection. And uh, it really it really helps me with the classics. <laughs> That would be a, that'd be the that'd be when you know you're rich when you have multiple pairs of reading glasses just based on your mood. <laughs> I'm gonna wear my green reading glasses today. Um, I am amazed how expensive fucking glasses are in general, man. I have uh, a new bit about I, that, but I'm not gonna. Go you do? It. Yeah. Oh, nice. Aren't they ridiculous? Yeah, it seemed like I, there was a point where I was shopping around, and it's like sort of the baseline, if that's the right word, was a thousand dollars. Nine hundred to a thousand dollars. Wow, you you have you, uh, you you're looking at some good good pairs. I but and then I went to Warby Parker and got them for like four hundred or whatever. Okay, I I always run into a guy when I buy mine for let's say eight hundred they cost or whatever, and then I run into a guy who says, "Oh, I I got them for a dollar. You could get frames for a dollar on this website." Oh yeah, you like know, uh, and I'm like, whatever. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. I don't trust, like, some things I feel like you need someone hands-on. Like, I don't want to be like, hey, let's see how these glasses look <laughs> using this app. Like, no, it's not going to tell me what these glasses look like. Hey, let's figure out where the, the line for the uh, trifocal should be uh, with this app. Oh, by the way, I am doing a trifocal thing. Um, not right now, but I Progressives. And they are making me somewhat dizzy and disoriented i'm writing out the wrong checks um uh, I, I, you know yeah i had the same good. problem with them and i abandoned them for a while and had like a, a, a bifocal which i felt a little self-conscious about because it had that little line oh yeah and then i was like i'm gonna try these again i think i, I talked mark Marin. i asked him and he, i don't know why i asked oh because he wears glasses and he goes don't overthink it and once i had that in my head because I think when you first oh. get progressives, they're like, all right, lean the book. For a book, you need to have your head needs to be here. Yeah, if yeah, you're watching yeah. TV, your head needs to be And just kind of do what you do and let your eyes figure it out. So, uh, so in other words, you're like, just kind of let it go when it comes yeah. to progressives. Uh, but, but, yeah, uh, that's great advice. Great advice. I still don't love them. I still don't love them. But uh, after all that, <laughs> have you thought of writing a book, Eddie? Yes, I have. And um, have you written one? I forget. I wrote one book, yeah. What was it called again? It's called Thank You for Coming to Hattiesburg, which is a long, clunky title. And it was about me touring, like, smaller market cities. Oh, that's cool. I got to get that. How long ago did you put that out? We're looking at two years, Eddie. <laughs> and was it self-published or did you get a publisher? Yeah, it was self-published by Simon & Schuster. <laughs> yeah, what do you think of that, buddy? No, it's Gallery Books. <laughs> Gallery books and imprint of uh, Simon. I love that. That was your first question. Did you just get these printed out somewhere? Like uh, to go to Kinko's? <laughs> well, no. I've been hearing self-publishing is kind of the way to go. I, I I don't know. I mean, that's what I've heard that you you know you get all the profits if you do it the right way. I don't fucking know, but uh, but if you get a nice what's that? And if, and these big companies like Simon and Schuster they don't really put a lot into it. Like, they don't put a lot of promo into it, is what I've heard. But this was from a self-publisher, so. Yeah, I mean, I set up a lot of my own promo, but they did, do, they did a good job with other stuff. They, they but, did? Uh, they, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. But getting back to your original question, I do 
want to write a book and I and I don't know what the fucking problem is. Uh, it, it's it's my problem uh, that I've had you know forever, which is just sitting down and being able to fucking just do what I set out to do. I'm I'm just like the king of fucking distraction and yeah. all that stuff. And do you have an know. idea for a book? I've had a couple of ideas. Yeah. I think once uh, you get the idea, one is about a little the... Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say one is about a little boy who uh, gets <laughs> lost on a river and he befriends someone of a different race and uh, there's all kinds of great stuff that happens there. It's in it, does, it instead of the south like Mark Twain, uh, this takes place in in the east. So it's like Green Book but on the river. The movie Green Book, but near a river. That's funny. Except Vigo Vigo Mortenstern is not involved in this. <laughs> um, okay, so you don't have an idea for a book, is what you're uh, I've had like I, you know, I I really got into Twitter for a while. I would say when Twitter when I first got into Twitter, the first like, uh, I think like five years, I was writing all these like kind of. Funny, yeah. Your tweets really, are good. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, thanks. But I was writing all these like funny thematic things, like signs that things aren't going well. Good cop, bad cop. Yeah. Um, you know, just like all these little categories I had, and uh, you know, I have a book there. You know, but I think you do. I yeah, because never... that's a good idea. I didn't even think of your tweets. Is it? Your tweets are. I think you could expand them. Maybe make them three times as long each, but that oh, kind of really? vibe. And then it'd be just each page would be like a new chapter. Right. Like a poetry book. Well, not a chapter. Not a chapter, but, but it wouldn't be a thing that had beginning, middle, and end, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless Steve, you wanted you know, to, then. <laughs> you know, and I don't know why I never followed through on that. And then I, and then um, there's story, there have been a bunch of storytelling shows here in L.A., I don't know if you know the show Sit and Spin no. uh, in L.A., uh, but I used to do that regularly, and I wrote a bunch. I wrote a bunch of short stories that were funny, you know, and um, I could put those into a book, but I've lost some of those fucking files. I'm such oh, really? an idiot oh, like- with stuff like that. I, I just, it's amazing. My disorganization is legendary. I, okay, you let's know, talk about this. <laughs> okay. I'm the same it's way. So bad. You're disorganized? I, I'm obsessed with organizing. I've hired home organizers. I've I watch TikToks about organizing. I I yeah. <laughs> I've watched a few episodes of Marie Kondo. But I do obsess, yeah. but I, I I'm a scatterbrain. Like my every just have shit on stacked up all over my apartment. Like no same rhyme here. or reason. I hate it. Yes, yeah, same here. And even even on the computer. I'm disorganized. Like I don't have like files for jokes. You know what I mean? And I and I should. And I I don't know why I don't. I I, I really don't. I don't understand it. You know. And I'm on a new medication. Um. Well, no, that's for the pretzel thins. I am on. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding about the medication. But yeah, I I don't know, man. I'm I'm a disorganized. Uh, mess. Do you have like a book agent type person? I did 
back when I was going to do uh, this short story idea, and then I I didn't follow through on it quickly enough, and it, and then I think the guy got fired or he uh-huh. moved on. So yeah, I was with Foundry. You know them? Foundry. I've heard that. I've heard of that. Yeah. But I think well, you may that have just heard of the term foundry, which is. <laughs> <laughs> I think once you get like a an idea for a book, just write up a little of it, then mm-hmm. get a book deal, and then you'll have your then you'll have your incentive. I see because they give you a deadline, huh? Yeah. I don't. You know, deadlines to me are like those old movies, like where. They have visors on and they're sitting at a typewriter trying to meet uh, a deadline, you know, um, Carrie, starring Cary Grant and uh, Doris Day, you know. Um, no, that isn't. But that a deadline's good that, because yeah. then you have like a little job. Yeah, I know. Go, then you could go like hypothetically, if you could go to a coffee shop anymore, you could go and say, well, I'm going to go to the coffee <laughs> shop. Do my, it's my job. I go to the coffee shop for two hours and I write. Are yeah, yeah, yeah. I no coffee shops open here yet. I know. Oh, okay, I will though. I, you know, thank you uh, for bringing that up because I, I've wanted to get back to that. You know, here's what it is. Here's what it is. Why I haven't written it. I cannot plan my fucking day out like my day. I have, and and I know this probably won't sound like much, but I have two dogs. Uh-huh. I'm married. I'm married with two dogs and that it's like, I have to, okay. So I have to walk the dogs. I get up, I have to take them, you know, and the the dogs are hilarious because they're rescue dogs and they're fucking neurotic, meaning that they will not go out unless all four of us together, me, my wife and the two dogs. (laughs) So I have to wait. We have to wait till everything, everything's perfect. So then we go out with the dogs. We have to walk them. We usually go to the park right across the way and it takes it takes a while like an hour hour and a half and then by the time i get home i eat like i don't know man the day just what what i'm trying to get at is that the day just slips away from me every fucking day before i turn around it's like 7 30 8 o'clock at night and i'm like fuck have you ever tried to think where you make small goals where you're just like i'm gonna write for 20 minutes today and then if i'm at 20 minutes, I'm done. I'm free the entire day after that. I I have said that to myself. I've never actually done it. Yeah, I'm not you disciplined, know? man. I Would, wasn't raised disciplined. Uh, same here. Same here. Um... I never, I never got it. You know, I, I would watch... I would try to get disciplined by watching the great uh, Santini. <laughs> Was that <laughs> you Robert know what I'm Duvall? talking about? Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. Okay. yeah and, and of oh. yeah, and of course it's about uh, a military family, and you know the military guys are so fucking disciplined. You know, yeah, they're like up at I don't know crack of dawn. By the way, it is hilarious. I don't know uh, if you've ever seen these guys, um, and I actually bought this guy's book. His name is Jocko. Fuck, I wish I could remember him. Jocko, he's like a Navy, he's like a retired Navy SEAL, like one of those incredible Navy SEAL guys. And uh-huh. he just like will be on Instagram showing his watch, saying it's 4 a.m. and I've already done, you know, you know, an hour of bone jarring exercise. 
And the only way to fucking you every day, you have to get better. And like he and they guys like that inspire me. But very briefly, it's a very short buzz. I get for me. sad for them sometimes because I feel like me too. These people like these billionaire mindset kind of like, like <laughs> this is what you do. You want to be a billionaire? It's like I don't know. If I want to be a fucking billionaire, but it just oh fuck yeah, because they just feel like they seem like a lot of these regimented people. I do a little bit about this, but I'm not going to do a bit. But they seem like they must be <laughs> constantly unsatisfied. Because they're like, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this. No, I'm not done. No, I and they never, they never sit back and go, oh, okay, I kind of did that thing. And uh, Maybe they do. That's I don't a good know. point. Well, you know, I mean, they're, they're, you know that's, that falls under the category of like, oh, the seven habits of successful people, yeah. right? You know? But how do you, uh, you, so, you go ahead. Oh, I was going to say you wrote a book. How did you, how did you discipline yourself for that? I, I'm still mad at myself. I don't want to un, unplug my <laughs> book, but I, my writing technique, I regret that I, I just took, I worked off handwritten notes from each show of a tour. Oh. And I regret that I didn't dictate them because I would have had much more detailed notes and also because oh. I ended up having like I would look at my notes I mean I think the book came out alright it's got I think it averages four and a half stars on Amazon with, but um, <laughs> that's really good but I would look at my notes and it'd be like you know guy with blue shirt and they're like oh I guess something happened with a guy with a blue shirt in the crowd and then I <laughs> wouldn't fucking remember what happened but uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but also having a deadline and, and someone paying you is is good discipline. hell yeah I hate to yeah, make that, money about that, it make it about money but no no that's uh that's a great incentive you know but what about your act like i was curious i hate to ask uh, what your process is but is that like when i watch your specials all that shit written down word for word or is that just memorized no. and ranted and memorized and honed yes yes exactly uh the latter like i don't really uh write stuff down you know um but i I, well, you know what it's like, like when I hit a good vein for a bit, yeah. you know, I, I then go back to that vein and I kind of work it up, but I got to say this, that, you know, if I wrote the shit down, it would be, I think a lot tighter. I don't know how tight the special looks. Oh, it's there. Very tight. But, it's definitely, uh, there was nothing, there was not it, one yeah. moment where I was like, oh, he's. He's phoning this part in, or sl or this is a little sloppy. Right. It, it was all fully developed. Oh, that's cool. That's cool because uh, was, on the wedding toast, that wedding toast. Yeah. Which you, oh, I don't know if you got to that yet. Did you get to the? Wedding I watched toast the whole. Yet? No, I watched the whole special. Oh, you finally got through. Oh it. yeah, yeah. I watched thirty-five um, minutes of it today. So the final thirty-five. Oh, cool. Okay. Oh, okay. So the wedding toast bit, I had, I had not done that. That one like a lot i had i know i knew the rhythm of it and i know the idea of it meaning like okay i want to make this bit about these people are toasting just these horrific things like they're <laughs> they're toasting like like it's a re it's revealing just how fucked up these people are but done but done in a very celebratory way. Yeah. Like here, you know? So I know the idea of the bit, and I know 
a bunch of the beats, but for the wedding toast bit, I really kind of was uh, just trying to catch lightning in a bottle. Oh, even for the special, the, you were winging it a little bit. Well, for for a couple of those things, um, for a couple of those toasts, yeah. and then the shirt so fresh bit. Oh yeah, that's which good. I've done over which I've done over the years. <laughs> um, those things. Uh, that's kind of a bit where I can, and especially now with COVID, you know, if we ever. If we ever do get back uh, to live performing, you know, uh, I can plug in, you know, all kinds of yeah. things about this yeah, disease true. and biological uh, warfare. I think even if people know isolation. the bit and you change those parts up, they would be, enjoy it as much as they did. They, yeah, 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 yeah. But, and um, it keeps it really fresh for me too, you know. So you don't have notebooks then, really? You have a list of like. I do. I do. Okay. I do have a shitload of notebooks, um, but they're kind of broad. They're kind of broad ideas. I will write some specific things down. Do you write in a computer? I don't write in a computer. I write longhand. My handwriting is so, like, I have to slow myself Mine down. Like, I have to, like, take it. I really think Twitter and, and emails have, have made me my shorten my already short attention span. Because now I can, like I just write it's I write notes like I'll write a I've written some scripts and I write a note and it's like I can't read like I had to I'm the no. one who wrote this the scribble and I can't read something that I wrote the way I write things it's fucking madness uh, same here same here and that's happened I think in the last five years I used to be able to read all my scribble and know what the hell it was and now I'm like I look at it I'll put on reading glasses I'll get a magnifying glass you know I'll have it blown up yeah. you know I'll have the page blown up professionally by a professional you know Brian De Palmer who who did the movie <laughs> blow up like I will just have these things magnified, and I still can't read it. So I don't know what that's about. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I don't write a lot of, I don't do a lot of joke writing with the computer. But I do think, and I always tell myself this, it's like, it's, Mm. you know, I like being like, part of me likes being like, hey, I just write on stage. But then I know if I spent 20 minutes an hour a day, Something's going to happen if I try to make them better and then also right on stage. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Now, do you do the 20 minute a day thing? I don't do anything that I suggest other people do. (laughs) (laughs) Me neither. No, but I I used to tell people, I used to tell my friends, look, you got to keep a pen and pad by your goddamn bed. And I don't care what time it is. You fucking get up and you write that thing or have a phone, you know, which I think is a bad idea because I think we need to get the phones out of our fucking bedrooms. But like have a phone next to you and just talk in the idea to the phone before you lose it. And I've never done that. Yeah, I'm so uh, especially and now I feel like there's so little incentive to try stand up, like I've done one show. I did a show the other night outside. Zoom. No, and outside, oh, outside. I did an outdoor show in the park in Brooklyn, Fort Greene Park. How was it? It was great. It was really fun. It was also like I hadn't been on stage for four months, and I was like, "Oh man, what is this going to be like?" And I did a little I prep. Know. I listened to a set, and then I uh, right. 
I just said, you I know, do I'm that too. Go I listen and... to sets. Yeah. Oh, do you listen to your sets a lot? Yeah, I tape every one of them. Yeah, me every too. Every one of them. And I'd be driving to the comedy store, not to drop names, and I would <laughs> li- be listening to my sets awesome. just to get me just to get me in the goddamn mood. You know? Yeah, I remember. Just to get in the mood. Oh, that's interesting cuz I, I I remember when I first started, I used to listen to my I would tape my sets, my open mics like this is we're talking 30 years ago. And then I'd listen in the car on the cassette on the way home, and I'd just be so thrilled that people were laughing. Now, like now, I have this backlog of sets that I've never listened to. Like a, it's ridiculous, right? Do you still tape your sets or no? Now I do. Yeah, I've been, I've been doing it. I've been re, I've been pretty disciplined about that for the past few years. But I and what do you do with them? They're on my phone. I mean, I don't. Do you listen to? Them? Occasionally, I'll be like, because sometimes I won't even like change, rename it, and like try the cheese bit or something or. I'll try to, but then I'll be like, you know what? Take an extra two seconds and label this something like, hey, this new thing worked better or whatever. Or the name of the bit with an exclamation point next to it or something. But I don't, I yeah, the last thing yeah. I want to do is go home and just listen to my cell phone. Oh, I know. I know. I, I have, uh, someone told me, give yourself at least 24 hours before you listen to anything you did. And I find that if I give myself the longer, like let's say I did a set 10 days ago, if I listen to that set, you know, after 10 days, it'll be a lot funnier than if I listen to it three days three days after i don't know what that has to do with if i listen to it a year later like you i have like tons of sets i'll listen to shit i've done in 2018 and i'll be like oh man eddie you were very funny that night (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah you know yeah i want to ask you about this tour you did didn't you just do a big tour i did it yeah i did a a couple of tours and uh, i really had fun in both of them one was through the East Coast, and the other was through the South. Yeah. I did one in November, took like two weeks off, and then did another tour in the South. So I went through, in the South, I did three stops in Arkansas. Wow. Three three stops in Louisiana. New Orleans was really fun. Uh, and then Baton Rouge. I don't even remember the names. I love uh, tour of the South. Of some of these places. Yes, yeah, so do I. I was I was a little, uh, tre- you know, I had some trepidation about touring the South. You know, I was wondering, will my alchemizing <laughs> of pain go well? Uh, but no, it, it was really kind of cool, man. I, I I I dug it. Who did you tour with? You toured with someone else, right? Uh, Yes, I toured with uh, J.T. Habersat, who runs a festival every year in Austin. He lives in Austin. He's actually from New York, though. Um, Really funny guy. And uh, he runs the Altercation Comedy Festival Uh every year. And um, I got to know him. He asked asked me to headline it once. And I, I don't mention that I headlined it to put that in your face I I, you know I was just asked to headline it and um I got to know him and he is just a uh he's really good at booking all this stuff so it was all these cool venues yeah it seemed really like all these kind of yeah yeah did you uh a lot of cool venues so he did the booking 
Yes. Did you get what yes. kind of, what was how big were your crowds? Were they big or were they buried? Uh what's what's big to you? Uh, to me, like if if I get under five thousand mm. people, I'm <laughs> I, I, I get mad and angry and I take it. No, I mean, I don't know what big is. I mean, I feel like... For me, like, like, you know, it was a couple of hundred, yeah, 300, yeah, you know. It varied. I mean, there was some... There were a couple of, of small crowds. We, we, we did... Um, what was it? Was it Tulsa? Yeah, Tulsa, Oklahoma was a, a disastrous... I'm not disastrous, but it was super small crowd. Uh-huh. Uh but you know what, man? Like to have one of those or two of those in the midst of like a big tour. Who the, I I was like, okay, this will be fun. It is kind of fun, also. And it you was know, it's fun because they see ten people show up and you fucking work through your show for them. They're like, holy yeah. fuck, that was nice of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not that exactly. I haven't you know, been upset by small crowds in my past, but overall, I have a good attitude. Yeah. Um. So do I. So you did. So you did two weeks. You did the East Coast, both with JT. I did, yes. Uh huh. We we did New Hampshire. All these cool bars that had great stage air, like great, like backroom stages, you know. Um, and then like like kind of theater play. Like we did this place in Maine. I think it was Portland, Maine. I think it was Portland. Um, it was a theater, um, and it's funny because I was performing in, you know, a modestly sized uh, place, and I, I think I crossed away John Hodgman the same night <laughs> that I was performing was like in this massive auditorium. You that's know? a that's kind and of I just, that's kind of competition there for you guys probably share some. Uh... Yeah, but I I was just going off on him that whole. <laughs> Uh, set like oh want maybe you should go see Hodgman he's got some real NPR type stuff you might be interested in whereas here I wipe the floor with humanity <laughs> I think he would laugh at that that's not an insult yeah I like John he's a, he's a nice guy yeah um, so was this like a punk rock tour where you didn't have any nights off or would how, how was that yeah I, it 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 kind of was like that. Uh, we had one night off on both tours. Wow! Yeah, that that was it. I love that you did um, three cities in like I once did two cities in Vermont, and I was like, "Who does two cities in Vermont?" <laughs> you do Burlington and you go home. You know? I did two cities. I felt, right. I felt really proud of myself. I was like, "I fuck, that's so fucking cool." I did two cities in Vermont. But had, what was the other city? It was like Bellows Falls or something. I don't know. How, it was like real. Yeah, nobody turn. does Bellows. Nobody does Bellows Falls. Was, That's like a David Lynch type town, you know. Do you really know about it? Oh no, no. It just sounds like there's probably a, a wood mill and a lot of bullshit goes on. Um, do you? Uh, I remember that show because they were like. Oh, we were going to put you in the paper, and then that you got bumped by this other story, and it was one of those things where, like, being in the paper for that show probably would have been the difference between a hundred people and three hundred people. You got bumped <laughs> by another story. It was like some crime in Bellows a, Falls. It was like a by bank robbery or something. I don't know. There was something where, like, oh, we uh, it's bad luck. The um, it's bad luck. How are the accommodations? What What are we talking about? Accommodations. Uh, we're talking about um. You know, like anywhere from like uh, Hampton Inns yeah. to really nice, to to nice. Like, where was the 
Kansas, man. Uh, we did Wichita. Oh, I like Wichita. And it was just, yeah, yeah. Oh, I had that was my. I had such a fucking blast. I forget what that cool bar was. Do you know the really cool? Oh, the, the lawn. Oh, it's a comedy club. No, was it at Lawrence, no, it's Kansas? A bar. Uh, what's the name of the place? Do you remember uh, something like the uh, bar? Oh, I forgot. No, it was Wichita. Oh. Uh, but anyway, anyway, um, there was this old hotel, a classic kind of old hotel, like one of those really cool old hotels yeah. that they've uh, modernized. And uh, that was just such a sweet little stay to a horrible stay. We we uh, we were driving through Louisiana and that we had a day off and we wound up going to a casino uh -huh. hotel. And this was like the fucking shining. I forget the name of the casino. It was um, in Louisiana. There were like oil. There were like oil stacks next to us. And this casino, this huge casino, there was nobody in the fucking place. Like you'd walk the halls, this like, you know, really green, like wild carpet. It, it just, it was like a bad acid trip. You know? Why did you choose a casino? Was, Why did you it, choose a casino hotel just for convenience, I, or? Yeah, it was like it, it wound up in the middle of where we had to go the next day or whatever. Did you guys get your and own we rooms? Thought, oh, my separate rooms. Yeah. Okay, that's good. So it wasn't yeah. too punk rock. Oh god. Yeah, we're yeah. too old for that sharing room. Not. Yeah, I can't. I can't do. Even though I really get along with JT, and he would understand. You know, my toilet. My toilet is something nobody wants to see at this point. You know, and by toilet, I mean how I prep for bed, you know. Yeah. You know, I prep for bed by, first of all, praying to an old Aztec god. And that takes like half an hour, you know, because that civilization, it's extinct. So I, you know, I have to really dig deep. <laughs> Well, definitely, it's good. You definitely need separate rooms at the Hampton Inn if that's what's going on. The uh, <laughs> now, what else was I going to ask you about? Okay, we got your writing process. Can I tell you one really punk rock thing that yeah. happened? And it was it was the end of our of our tour. You know, both you know both um, you know east and the south. It was in the south, Fort Worth, Texas. Uh -huh. Okay. Um. I forget what happened. We were supposed to stay in a particular hotel, but something happened and we had to stay at this motherfucking, oh, is it a day's, it, not a day's, it was horrible. I forget what it was, but like a really low rent hotel. And I wish I could name some of the low rent. Like I don't want to trash a hotel chain, but I'll listen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I, anyway, check this out. I had to get up. At, and this is not to drop, you know, achievements, but I had to get up at like 4 a.m. because I was filming the next day in L.A. So I had to get up at 4 a.m., get the fuck to the airport and get a flight so I could be on set like by 730 or something. So anyway, I get up at 4 a.m. and a woman like I get up at 4 a.m. I go into the hall and a woman goes, they're not going to let you out. And I go, why? She goes, someone was murdered. <laughs> and 
I was like, I have to get to the airport. And I go down, you know, to the to the lobby where you check out and there's nobody there. And I go out into the courtyard and I'm hit with incredible blinding lights that the police have set up. And there's all this yellow oh my tape. God. And, uh, and, and the cops, the cops are saying, um, sir, please, please get out of the crime area. Get out of the crime. And I had my suit. And you know what it's like, man. Yeah. I was, I'm rolling my suitcase. I got my bag over the shoulder. I'm nervous that I'm going to miss this fucking flight. And I'm like, fuck it. I go through the yellow tape and the cops are like, sir, sir, sir. And I just kept walking. Wow. And by the way, someone's murdered. Okay. Someone got shot. Um, in the, uh, in the, in the hotel, hotel is a strong word for it in the motel. And I was actually able to get a cab, right? And the cab driver was like, how come I couldn't get, like I had to find him because the cops had blocked everything off Uh and they let me go. One of the cops, you know, he confronted me. He was like, where are you going? I said, I, I have to be in LA. I'm, I'm taping schooled with Brian Callen. (laughs) Maybe, you know, Brian, um, Anyway, so I got I get in the cab and the cabbie says, "Did they catch the murderer?" I go, "No." The cabbie thinks I might oh, be shit. the murderer because he stopped. He goes, "You mind if I stop here and just check the news and see what they have?" Like I knew that he was trying to make sure that I wasn't involved in the murder, and I'm like, "Look, I didn't do it." I said. <laughs> Are you familiar with Brian Allen? Are you familiar with Schooled? Uh, but anyway, he finally, I think he came across a news item as we're driving to the airport that, you know, it was a drug deal. That's thing, also a thing. Like if you did make your flight and you told that story, they'd be like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, there was murder at my <laughs> motel. Oh, is that really? That's why I didn't fucking make it? Just do a fucking... Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was in a, it was in Econo Lodge. I oh, remember really? now. Wow. I haven't stayed in one of those mm-hmm. uh, maybe once in my life. Oh. Um, <laughs> let's talk about uh, you're on TikTok. Are you enjoying that? Dude, I, uh, you know, the guy, uh, my director, I call it my director, but Steve Fine Arts, who uh, he did the doc on me called The Bitter Buddha, and he also directed my first special in ruins for Netflix. And he, he directed this and he directs a lot of comedy specials. He, you know, he, he's always suggesting shit for me. He says, dude, TikTok, get, let's get you on TikTok. So he registered me for TikTok. I have not been on it yet. I'm afraid. I know you're on it, which is hilarious. It's very, anything. I mean, it's interesting because it's like, it's not what I, it's something I signed up for, forgot about, then I said I should check it out, and then I start, found myself like scrolling through for 25, 30 minutes. It's a lot of that's all I there's need. There's a lot of like fitness guys who all give mm-hmm. the same advice. There's a lot of there's cooking things which are interesting. There's a lot too many like racist Karen videos where it's like at some uh. point they're interesting, but then at some point you're like I don't want to see eighteen racist videos in a row, but. Right. But I, I don't – and then there's a lot of TikToks. What do you put on there? I try to – I mean I did this one thing. I sort of – I mock the, the things that people do. Like there's a lot of like 
five Amazon finds. And uh, so there's, there's like a 50, 500 people that do five must-haves from Trader Joe's. So I did a, I did a one video, which was uh, Trader Joe's must-haves, I think, or, or hidden gems. Yeah. And it was all like products like Rite Aid brand toothpaste. And just, it was just Whole Foods, <laughs> like none of them. It was nothing was from uh, – but I think that kind of joke's too subtle for this 14-year-olds who are on there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, I, I want to garner, uh, you know, a following among the youth, you know, the really youthful. I I have gotten some interest from toddlers because I do very funny walks. <laughs> I do, I do, I do sloppy, you know, I do sloppy eating for, for toddlers that, that, you know, that's gone viral. It's a program called... <laughs> No, I, I can't even think of a joke there, but yeah. Um, so I haven't. The answer is I haven't really explored right. that yet because again, it's the, it's again, it's such a you know to a non-disciplined mind, to a non-disciplined person, that stuff is. Legal. Yeah, some of those videos on there, are like it's like wow, you, you must have spent three thirty hours editing this fucking thirty-second clip, like it's fancy shit they do are you yeah, serious some real like impressive stuff on there like I, maybe impressive is not the right word but uh now let's talk about uh <laughs> are you on you're on cameo right is that true wow yes. i would uh, yes. all people yes, i now. seem like you seem like a guy who would make fun of people who are on cameo oh absolutely if i weren't on <laughs> it there i the wrath the <laughs> wrath that people on cameo would be uh feeling from me would be intense now I, I, I decided to do it, you know, I, I think I was really looking to make some money, yeah. right? I was like, fuck, I, you know, but I had no expectations. Uh, I was like, who the fuck is going to ask me to do this? And I get now, I get, it seems to be like almost two or three of these things a week. And I'm, uh, it, it actually makes me feel good. Like, I'm like, wow. People want me to wish their boyfriend happy birthday or their brother, you know, good luck in college. And I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe I'm more popular than I thought. <laughs> what, uh, what's your price? Uh, yeah. What's your price? It's 45, 45 bucks of which I get, I think it's three quarters of yeah. that. And, and you yeah. there, what, like yeah. 30 seconds, one minute? And you do just... Yeah, between thirty and a minute. Yeah, it's really tough. yeah, and I, and yeah. yeah. Are you on no, it? I'm not. I've they've asked me relentlessly to be on it. Um, I think oh, I, really? I talked to one guy. I said, well, "Can I charge?" You. I go, "I'll do this if I could charge like a hundred thousand dollars." And they're like, "No, no, Todd, <laughs> no, you're gonna do that." And it's like, "Why can't I do?" It? <laughs> but I, uh, I, it's tempting, but I just, I don't know. It, it doesn't feel. Well, you're right. I think your instinct is right, and I'm not proud of it. But it's then again, you're uh, making extra money every week. Yeah, yeah, I am. I mean, it's rather negligible, really, but it's something. And I, I, like I said, it's kind of, I kind of feel like, oh, I'm making these people happy. Really? You know? Well, since when is that something you aspire to? <laughs> I think since COVID, I've got I've just gotten more what of have you a been doing all day uh, compassionate. Uh, yeah, man. You know, 
the days still go by really quickly. I have been doing a podcast oh. fucking Monday through Friday. I've been doing that five goddamn oh, days thing? a week. I, the bunker thing is Monday through Friday, but ne- starting next week, I'm going to twice a week because it's crazy. It's it's too much. I I did it. I can't believe I lasted this long. I've done like 115 fucking episodes. How long is the episode? Uh they 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 started out a half hour and and now they're in a, they go to like you get kicked off of Instagram live after an hour and I've been going like 50 minutes 55 do minutes you, uh, like interact? so every day it's like you know do you interact with people or is it just a well, guest yeah, just to guess, but then people are commenting, and you can read the comments, and, and a lot of them are really funny. Yeah. The comments can be so fucking hilarious, but they're distracting, too, because it's like you're trying to have your attention to the guest, and then you're reading this hilarious thing that someone's right, or, or an insulting right, that's thing. that's what I'd be worried about. You yeah. know? Do you release the podcast, or yeah, do but- you just, is it just for Instagram? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'm with all things okay. comedy, the Al yeah, Madrigal, Bill Burr thing, and um, they they put them they put them up. But Al actually called me. Al is the reason I'm not doing it five times a week. He's like Eddie. Nobody has the bandwidth to listen to five right. podcasts a week. So I realized that. Also, so that I'm means go you got to find a week, of which you're going to yeah, come yeah. on soon. Do you have to? So you have to. You have to find five different guests every week. Well, Steve, Steve has been producing oh. it for me. So between the two of us, but you know what? You know what is very true now. It's really easy to get people because they're, bored, they're not yeah. doing a fucking I know, thing. Bored. Yeah. Um, so it's been kind of cool. I've actually looked at it like where I'm just chatting with friends. Yeah, that's kind of what we're doing right now. Like I don't. Yeah, exactly. Like I haven't seen you. In a long time, and and it's just been fun. It's been fun. Well, Eddie, I think we're gonna we're gonna call this one. Oh, that was that was a kind of nice, just gentle talk. That was good. Oh, do you want hard hitting shit? We could still keep going for. No, not at all. Rip into no, you no, a little no, bit. No, no, no. <laughs> you got anything you want to plug? No, that. Uh, the special. Oh yeah, uh, my special for the masses. <laughs> oh yeah. For the masses, it's on you know it's on Amazon. If you have Prime, it's free. It's also on a bunch of other Who platforms. Who put that out? Did YouTube, you? iTunes. It was it was produced by Eight Hundred Pound. Okay, Gorilla. they're getting very popular these days. Yeah, yeah, I like them, and they they produced it, and um, yeah, so it's out on all these different platforms right now. You uh, YouTube, iTunes. Um, Google Play, but Amazon Prime, I guess, is the big. You got one. good reviews Amazon. too. I think you got more reviews than my Amazon Prime. Store. I have. <laughs> shameful. It's early yet, but so uh, yeah, yeah. What have you been on stage at all in the past four months? Um, no, I, I, some a comedy club in Alameda is going to do an outdoor thing. They asked me to headline for a weekend, and I'm even a little gun shy about that because. I don't. I, I mean, I don't know about you, Todd, but I. I don't want to fly. I could drive yeah. to Alameda, but that, you know, where I am now, California is ridiculous. It's 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 an epicenter. It's not safe right now over here. So I'm I'm fucking gun shy. You know, I'm older. I'm 
I just think I'm in a high risk category. You know, they say people who are very in the moment and improvise <laughs> are very susceptible to this. I know it. To this virus. It affects geniuses a lot more than it does. Which is why I am apps. We're both worried. Your Twitter is. A lot of our friends are fine. Your Twitter is Eddie Pepitone. Your Instagram is Eddie Pepitone. Right, at Eddie Pepitone. Uh, Instagram is at Eddie Pep. Eddie Pep. Oh, man. That's not good. That's not good branding. Yeah. Fucked up. <laughs> and, uh, and then you have the bunker on there twice. Know why. What, when, they, when does it air? Yeah. It airs uh, 4 o'clock Pacific really? time. Um, it'll be Tuesday and Thursdays. Within yeah, a month, you're going to be doing it once week a week. Longest. <laughs> yeah, would you travel in, with this shit, by the I've way? I've done a few. Now, oh, would you travel? travel with the COVID? Oh, um, I, no, I mean, I, the outdoor thing was just like, all right, that's in Brooklyn, and I could, I did take a lift there, which I was a little nervous about, but I'm very good about the mask. And yeah. then they, they cleaned the mic, and they, you know, mm-hmm. and I, Oiled my hands and everything. Yeah, they followed protocol. I, mm-hmm. I would be nervous to get on a plane, but I did hear a guy on a, a podcast saying that planes are a little, mm-hmm. the fear's a little overblown because they recycle the air on a plane, at least on a bigger plane. Right. So he said right. that you got to worry about the person sitting know. next to you more than like, you don't have to worry about someone behind you. But, but I would be nervous, yeah. So, I mean, mm. there are clubs that are open, but right. I, I so. don't doesn't seem right. I mean, indoor, indoor doesn't me. seem right. I might take a chance for an outdoor show, but... Because right. I'm a real comic, Eddie. Yeah. I'm a real comic. <laughs> I'm a real... I'm, I'm the real I know you are, buddy. Uh-huh. You're the real deal, too. Be. Your special right. is great, and thanks for talking to me, man. Thank hope you. Hope to see you soon. All right, Bye. brother. I hope to see, see you soon. Man. Bye. City. It's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. That was the show, everyone. I hope you liked it. Thanks to Eddie Pepitone. Thanks to Starburns for putting out this podcast. It's Jason Smith, Christy Coffey, and it's engineered by Jessica Gutierrez. We'll see you again soon, probably. Bye. Podcast Network.